Brock Lesnar went from he went from WWE to UFC or went from UFC to WWE or was it back and forth twice? WWE, UFC, and then back to WWE. Okay, yeah. Well, Kevin Nash, he went into acting and he was in this transition, man. I love it. He was in the movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Too. Yep. I don't know if you guys have heard the story behind this, but they kind of just called him last minute like we did Adam today. Yeah. And said, hey, uh, we lost the guy that we originally had for uh, for Super Shredder. Would you mind being Super um, Shredder? Nash has a podcast uh, now, and he was actually – he posted a clip about that this week. And the guy that was supposed to be Shredder was the guy that played Harry and the Hendersons, played the Bigfoot, and played okay. Uh, okay. played Predator. And oh, something wow. happened, and they couldn't, they couldn't get him. They went to a WCW house show when Nat, Nash was still doing the eyes – or Vinny Vegas, one of those gimmicks. And yeah. they're like, oh, that's our guy. <laughs> and they're like, hey, you want to be Shredder? And he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. That is incredible. Since we're talking about Super Shredder, and we can go ahead and get into it a bit, I thought that Super Shredder was a little underutilized. And the conclusion overall of this film was a little bit rushed. You know, I felt like they could have just let it breathe a little more, let the the ninja rap sequence be about a minute or two longer. And then especially the super shredder sequence, it just felt like it was just so, okay, here's super shredder. We're going to whoop his butt. And now the movie's over. <laughs> Everybody yeah. lives happily ever after, you know, it just felt like it all kind of <clears throat> resolved really quickly. I get that maybe they might've taken some of this out in post-production just to make it a 90 minute movie. What are your guys thoughts on that? Okay, they got so much gripe from the first movie because everybody was like, oh my God, it's too violent. So like in all reality, they needed them to not have to get into a literal brutal battle to build up this scene with this just terrifying guy. Like they should have had him like threaten, like cutting up the turtle shells and stuff. Like, <laughs> I mean, almost like a slasher. He just, he didn't, he never lived up to the hype of his intimidation. Even when I was a kid, by the way, I was more scared of the ninjas that were attacking the like, I'd be more worried about a gang of dudes coming to beat me up than that one guy. He was not, he was not intimidating enough, God. in my opinion. I think Didn't they like say, it? like, the first movie was too violent, and that's why they had, like, the turtles, like, fist fighting each other through most of the movie? Yeah, like, they they never, they didn't have, like, crazy weapons. They got rid of Casey Jones, and yeah. apparently the reason why they got rid of Casey Jones was because he took a hockey stick, which was a common household, like, right. item, and he was, and this is, like, what I've heard and read. I don't personally, I think it sounds ridiculous now, honestly, but, and he would go and he'd kick everybody's butt, and it would make kids want to go home and just start grabbing oh, random God. stuff and it was the same thing with the turtles i think they like maybe used yo-yos or something like that and they're like oh my god in uk they got instead of old boy having nunchucks i don't remember which one it is i think it's Raphael, maybe who has nunchucks uh, michelangelo right michelangelo yeah yeah that's no, michelangelo. michelangelo has the, the two swords no, no i think that's leonardo Raphael has the sigh yeah, yeah Raphael has the sigh michael michelangelo has the nunchucks and then yeah. the purple i forget the i get Leonardo Donatello, Donatello Leonardo, Leonardo has the swords. Donatello has a stick. The first movie at the very beginning, when they do the very first fight scene and they're walking back through the sewers, Splinter's like, uh, how did you do? And then Raphael goes, I lost the side. <laughs> yeah. That's how I remember that. But in the UK version, they took away his nunchucks and oh. they used sausage links, I think. I don't know how to explain it. But well, he used some... the sausage links in the opening sequence of this film, Shane. You know, he just happened to grab two sausage links at the vendor <laughs> yeah. that he was at. Maybe that's the reason why they did that, because they considered the nunchucks to be too violent. 
Yeah. They, they still had the nunchucks in this movie, though, whenever uh, they that moment when Kino goes into the apartment and he's delivering pizza, he's acting like he's delivering pizza just to kind of be nosy and see if the turtles are there. And that's when he steps on one of the turtles foot. Anyway, before that, he makes yeah. the comment. He's like, oh, are these your nunchucks, you know, I love the intro guys, how everybody's eating the pizza. And maybe that's because I've seen this movie so many times, yeah. a thousand times, yeah. probably. If, if there's any movie that I've seen a thousand times, it's this and Superman for the quest for peace. <laughs> But I grew up uh, watching these movies all the time. Yeah, it, it definitely is great. I love the the fact that that guy was in another one of my uh, favorite movies growing up, Surf Ninjas, that Ernie Ray's. Or Surf Ninjas, thing. yeah. Yeah, he was in Surf Ninjas. Also, shout out, what's the guy's name from Deuce Bigelow? I always forget his name. Schneider. Rob Schneider. Rob, Rob Schneider has yeah. orange hair in this movie. It is very old. Surf Ninjas, yeah. Ernie, I always want to call him Johnny because that was his name in Surf Ninjas. His real name is Ernie, but his name is like Kino or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I, in my head as a kid, because these movies were like, we had them on VHS and we would watch that one. I didn't like the third one because I didn't know what was going on, but I knew what was going on in the second one. But it was like we were kids. I digress. That guy was in Surf Ninja, so I always think of him as Johnny. That first scene is definitely awesome, though, because that's when you first get to see the turtles come in. <laughs> And I was trying to look some stuff up uh, about the movie before. I didn't know that Ernie was actually – the stunt double for Donatello in the first movie. That's how he got this role. That's really? And another interesting fact as well is this film came out a little bit over a year after the first one came out. They pushed it into production super fast to get it out there ASAP because the first one turned a pretty big profit for the time. I think when you adjust for inflation, it was roughly like making a billion dollars today. Yeah. Profit. Wow. You can imagine them uh, saying, oh, we got we, yeah. we to make more of these turtle movies. Yeah, as yeah, quick as they, possible. Yeah, we got to ride that gravy train till the wheels fall off. Because kids back then, you know, our attention spans were so short. Like, look at yep. E-Man. You had that hot run for a couple of years, and then the wheels just fell completely off. Yep. But the, the Ninja Turtles, that's the one thing that seems like it's just been able to constantly reinvent itself over yeah. and over and still yep. stay relevant. You know, He-Man... Uh, laid dormant for a good two decades or so before just the recent last couple of years. But Ninja Turtles have already always been there. Yeah, they've had a lot of different projects. They rebooted with the live action movie in 2014, I think it was, with uh, Megan Fox playing April O'Neil. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> and, see uh, that one. Uh, um, I'd heard some bad reviews on it or something. I, I didn't ever watch that one. The first one was okay. To me, yeah. I, I didn't mind it. You know, the, the CGI looks a little off in a lot of places in the film, but the second one just got really like, so the difference between the first Turtles movie that came out in 1990 and this Turtles movie, yeah. as far as silliness goes, take that up to like a whole new level with the newer oh, films. Geez. And that's what you got with the second one really over the top. Speaking of wrestling, Seamus played the, uh, one of the bebop and rock steady in, in the newer film, man, that's my boy. I would, you might actually know Seamus. Do you know Seamus? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I trained to, with Seamus. I was there when Seamus, Drew McIntyre, Wade Barrett, and uh, there were two other guys, Chris Gray and Tommy Taylor. They were from England. Uh, they brought these five uh, European guys in all at the same time. Like, mm. they signed all of them and brought them in and started training. Um, wow. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, Seamus was... Uh, Got some good Seamus stories. Uh, he's a, he was a good guy. All of them are good guys. Shane, you know Dean. Uh, his wife works doing 
makeup for movies and things like that. And I think mm-hmm. I might be wrong about this, but I think that she did the makeup for Seamus for that film. And she has stories about Seamus too. You know, she yeah. said he was a super nice guy. Everybody that I've heard talk about Seamus says he's a really nice guy. So that's, that's awesome. I think that there's a noticeable difference in the silliness in this film, but I really don't mind it in this movie. And me, in a lot of ways, I think that this film is slightly better than the first Turtles film. This might actually be my favorite Turtles film of all time. I need to go back and watch it. It's been a couple of, it's been, God, 10 years since I've seen it. Um, I thought, I thought I'd, when Shane asked me to come on, I was like, did I watch that? And then I was like, well, wait a minute. I did watch that uh, quite a few times. And I remember that they like re- replaced April, which I kind of liked the second April a little bit more. Um, I do too. I mean, as a kid, I liked her better than the first April. And going back now, she's not the greatest actress of all time. You know, she right. wouldn't be winning any uh, Oscars anytime soon. But I thought she she did well enough. You know, yeah. As far as far as acting abilities, I think you could probably give the slight nudge to the first April. Right, right. But as far as look and uh, you know. I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> I would just, I would give it to the second April. I mean, that's, you know, that's my April when growing up, that was my April. So I think I was about 11 when the second movie came out. And again, I was, I wasn't a diehard turtles fan, but I was, I was a fan, you know, you know, kind of a casual fan. But to me, the, the immediate things that jumped out about second Ninja Turtles movie was one, no Casey Jones. And then two, it was like they tried to recreate Bebop and Rocksteady into two new gimmicks. And I was like, wait a minute, they're not from the cartoon. Kinda yeah, the like- guys that invented the Turtles, they wouldn't allow them to use Bebop and Rocksteady, apparently. For some Interesting. Reason. I can't remember why. My personal theory about Casey Jones was that he was on the lam because uh, the police wanted to question him about the attempted murder of Shredder from the first movie. Yeah. Probably so. he, was, he, was the one turned, he was the one that turned the trash compactor on after I know. fell into it. Super casually, by the way. He was just uh, like, whoops. Yep. So <laughs> murder. Whoops. I've been looking for him. As far as Casey Jones goes, I wasn't necessarily the biggest Casey Jones fan as a kid. It wasn't a character that spoke to me as a kid. Now, being older, maybe I can probably relate to the character a little bit more, but at the end of the day, it wasn't a big deal for me not having him in this film. I didn't think the film was really missing anything uh, yeah. by losing him. As far as the humor goes and the silliness, there's some beats in the movie where it just makes you laugh out loud still to this day. It aged pretty well. But there's some beats where they come in with that silly humor or silly dialogue, and it's just like it makes you kind of cringe a bit. Yeah. <laughs> some of it, what I'm trying to say is some of it aged well. And some so of it did it, not. Yeah. And, and I think you can make a lot of comparisons between the first Ninja Turtles and the second Ninja Turtles movie that you could the first and second Ghostbusters movie. The first one was was more serious, but yep. with the popularity of the cartoon in between, they made the sequel more in line with what was happening with the cartoon. So they yep. amped up the silliness and the gimmicks mm-hmm. and the uh, stuff like that. That, that was just the way I, I always looked at it because, you know, the cartoon, there's more, especially Ghostbusters 2, there was more influence from the cartoon in the sequel. And Ninja Turtles kind of the same situation, I thought. And I would make the argument that still, this film is not as silly as the newer sequel that came out in 2016 with Seamus. Sorry, Seamus. I know you <laughs> seem like a super nice guy, but 
at the end of the day, that film just turned out to be a lot more silly. You had Tyler Perry in it, which didn't help things be more serious, you know. Sure. And uh, you had more <laughs> outlandish villains like Bebop and Rocksteady. And didn't Krang make an appearance in that film as well? I haven't seen any of those. Really? Okay. No, I have not. You should check those out. The 2014 yeah, one to me was decent, but the second one, like I said, I had trouble making it through. But we're kind of getting off topic, and that's. I, I remember. I remember going to see The Secret of the Ooze and expecting to see Krang because during the year between the first Ninja Turtles movie and the second, he became such a big part of the cartoon and yep. the the action figures and toy lines. My brother had all the Ninja Turtles, and that Krang figure. That was awesome. Every even if you wasn't a Ninja Turtle fan, you had to have you know the character that had the face in his stomach. Everybody had to yep. have that. So I was kind of disappointed to not see him in the sequel. I had that figure as a, as a child as well, and I definitely lost the face that goes in the stomach. <laughs> so mine was just a guy with an empty stomach for the longest. Yeah, those old school Ninja Turtle action figures were really cool. I can remember there was one that would hold like a pizza box that you could press a button on top of it and it would shoot pizzas out of there. I remember that one. one like a lot of the, I think all their shells came off and you could store stuff in their shells, weapons and all that stuff. I mean, those those were really cool action figures. Everybody had everybody had Ninja Turtles, dude. Yeah. And in all fairness with the Ninja Turtles toys too. Like I mean, I was kind of like me personally, I was at the end of that. I was born in 92. I probably had like somebody's leftover Ninja Turtle toys. But I still remember, like, even even today, I mean, it's like Ninja Turtles fell off and then, like, they tried to do something. It wasn't that great. And then it's like they came back anyway. They go so hard with TV shows, too. They're in, still hitting the kids somehow, I guess. They're making the new one. The trailer just recently dropped. You know, the trailer, honestly, to me, looks good. It's done by, I think it's written and directed by Seth Rogen, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I seen the trailer. The animation style reminds me a lot of the uh, newer, like, Miles Morales type. Yeah. You know, it's looks cool. I think the turtles are also going to be a bit younger in this one, maybe like 13, 14, maybe even 12. You know, like, they seem like they're more adolescent just from their behavior and, you know, their dialogue in the trailer. But yeah, it looks interesting, you know, and it, it's probably going to be a huge movie when it comes out. You like Seth Rogen? I am torn on Seth Rogen. He's kind of like Will Ferrell for me. I love some of his stuff and I hate some of his stuff. Yeah. So for me, it's like either hot or cold with Seth Rogen. So what's, we'll his, see. what's his director's catalog? That's, I don't know. I don't, I don't know of any films that he's ever directed. And that's the thing. Like, I'm not a hundred percent sure that he directed this animated feature, but I know that he, a, I mean, that's kind of where I'm going. Did yeah, he, I, didn't yeah. he direct uh, the sausage? Um, he sausage did. He find it in some way. Yeah, yeah, sausage fest. Yeah, that was a hit for about forty-eight hours. If I, don't that, know, I, I literally don't know a single soul who's like, "Dude, we got to go back and watch that movie where they like <laughs> pretended to have inappropriate stuff go on for two and a half hours." <laughs> but I never saw that one. Actually, oh. I guess I need to go watch it. I never saw it either. Family-friendly <laughs> show. You're not missing anything. Basically, what I'm trying to say. Right. Right. Mm. I'm curious to see what he does with Ninja Turtles, though. It should be great, I guess. Yeah, the trailer looks good, at least. If you guys haven't seen that, you should check it That's out. After yeah. Like I said earlier, this is probably my favorite turtle movie of all time. The suits still look great in this film, but they do take a bit of a dip in number three. But 
Yes. We'll talk about that on the next episode. My favorite, April O'Neil, maybe for the wrong reasons, but hey, that's okay because right. it's the April that I grew up with. One interesting thing to me is they were very trusting of Kino and the professor, you know, all these right. people, they were just bringing them, bringing them into their inner circle, you know. <laughs> oh, you found out where the Ninja Turtles, well, hey, come see where we live. You know, that didn't go wrong for us in the last movie. <laughs> yeah, I was watching some clips this morning. Whenever uh, Kino delivers the pizza to their apartment, April's like, I didn't, I didn't order any pizza. And he's like, oh, well, somebody here did. And he just busts into her apartment, just walks right past her. She don't even try to stop him. She's just like, oh, yeah, hey, come on in. And like you said, hey, let's take this guy up on the roof and start telling him our life story. We just met him. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I always wonder in movies like that. I mean, this is just movies in general, but you wouldn't kind of crap the bed if like these giant turtles were just chilling and being like, Hey, what's up, bro? We need you to help us save the world from Well, this that's ninja. the thing though. When they see the turtles, they're always shocked, of course, for the first time. <laughs> right. But the same people that have seen the turtles already, when they see Splinter, it's always like, Oh my <laughs> gosh. Okay, I can get behind turtles walking and talking, but not a rat. This is just bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because if you think about it, like in real life, if you see a little turtle out in your yard, you're going to be like, oh, look, it's a little turtle. But if you see a rat, it's, ah, it's a rat. That's, That's true. A really That's point. a good point, Wes. That's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe Imagine if they were three time, 300 times the size, you know, so <laughs> I'm sure the reaction would be a lot different. Brother, if I see any of them, I am gone. I am out of here, uh, I'm going to get my kid, and we are leaving far away. God. Yeah. We have a family of turtles out in the pond uh, in our backyard that yeah. sunbathe every day, especially during the summer. And we awesome. call them the Ninja Turtles because <laughs> every day they're out there. Fortunately, we don't see any rats, but it's always, oh, hey, come look at the turtles. Yeah. No rats. Yeah. My wife has an odd fascination with turtles as well. She, like, every time we pass this spot on the, well, not the interstate, but the highway, there's this spot where these turtles gather at the pond and uh, it's by the road. And she always brings up like, hey, look. <laughs> she loves turtles. She wants us to get a pet turtle. That's how. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. By the way, they just happened to find the coolest lair ever, right, in this movie. Isn't that the coolest thing ever? Yeah. They stumble across it. Oh, this is perfect. You can actually, uh, if you go on the subway, you can actually see where they filmed that. Because it is kind of an abandoned, like, subway stop. They use it to, like, turn the the trains whatever around so you yeah. don't actually get off you can't disembark or anything but you can see it from the subway car yeah, I, never, I never quite could figure out were they living in a abandoned subway or the sewer or what was there a little apartment actually set up in <laughs> i couldn't ever figure that out yep. well it's in that train thing but that i guess they left a piece of a train there on the thing that's supposed to turn the trains like you're talking about adam yeah I don't know if they still have access to be able to turn it on. Could you imagine if you were like a kid growing up in the city, you're like you know, 17, 18, going and doing something, you know, t some tomfoolery in the sewer systems or in the train systems abandoned, and you just walk up and you're like, whoa, dude. You peek around, you see the <laughs> lights on in there. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> we all thought it would be cool to live in the sewer. And we, everybody's parents were like, oh, look in there. Ninja Turtles might be in there. Looking every time you walk by somewhere and see where the water could go, and I, I did that as a joke. I still do that. I still, anytime I walk by that, if I'm in a city, I'm like, oh, Ninja Turtles are in there. Even if I say it ironically to my wife or something, just trying to be funny. It's so. It's either, it's either the Ninja Turtles or the Pennywise. Yeah. 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 
I didn't yeah. watch. I didn't watch it. I still have never seen the original it, but Ooh. I saw the, the I saw the newer one. Yeah, the, it'll the mess, remake. It'll mess actually, with your head. They'll both yeah. mess with your head. The remake was actually really good. That's the first remake to anything like that that was iconic that I thought was pretty okay. I mean, pretty not bad. Do you guys remember that random scene in the uh, in the club when they were doing the ninja rap? And we'll talk more about ninja rap oh, if you God. guys want to. But that random scene where you see the fighting going on, you see Vanilla Ice on the stage, and then the camera pans over to the professor, and he's just <laughs> – <laughs> I cracked up so much at that. I just thought it was odd that even when I was 11 years old, thought it was odd that Vanilla Ice, that was still during his heyday – he was still at the peak of his career. Why is he performing in a little club in front of like 200 people <laughs> when he's supposed to be selling out stadiums everywhere? He had not yet point. he had not yet jumped the shark. So that was kind of and they acknowledged that it was Vanilla Ice in the movie. Yeah, that's a good point. Why was he just chilling there? Maybe he was thrown off and was like, uh, is a maybe it, maybe it's for charity. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Maybe it was a yeah. high roller club. I did hear that there was a part where off camera, one of the turtles went up to him and like went to go hug him because he was so excited to see him. And like one of his bodyguards janked the turtle away from him. God. Like this is clearly one of the actors, dude. He just like, it's, not, it's not a real turtle, dude. He's just not a real ninja turtle. <laughs> Wes, I want to say this about you. You know, in the past, I've asked Wes to come on the show, and he was kind of like, ah. I can't do it, or I don't think I'm going to go see that. But when I asked Wes to go to review Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, immediately responded. He was like, dude, what time, I, I, when, and yeah. where? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you're obviously like, a big fan of this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I told you, like any anything from the 80s, 90s, that kind of stuff, man, you don't you don't have to ask me twice. Like the Ant-Man, I you know, I didn't want to just come on and just not have anything to offer because it's not really something that I would have – going out of my way to watch you know yeah. so you know somebody else that might really enjoy talking about it i think that as far as general movie audiences go let's compare 2012 to right now okay that was 11 years ago this is 2023 and in 2012 you had a few comic book movies that were connected the captain america the thor iron man and then the avengers the whole world was on fire for the avengers at that point yep Let's fast forward to 2023. Right now, we have 30 connected MCU films, or 31, somewhere in that ballpark. But that's not it. We also have the Disney Plus Marvel shows, which I think right now we're at seven or eight shows. It's kind of bonkers. Someone like my parents or someone like several of my friends that aren't hardcore into this stuff like I am, it's kind of intimidating. If you don't know much about this world, is Marvel at a point right now where they are going to lose general moviegoers? Is the dam about to burst? Because like it, it gets to be so much to where you can't keep up with it. And that was a problem. I think that's yeah. a big part of the problem with, with, with wrestling lost its popularity. You get to a certain point where your average person cannot follow everything that's going on. And once yep. you get to that point, you start losing – when it starts becoming a job or a chore to keep up with everything that's going on, it's not fun anymore. And if it's not fun, you're not going to invest time and money into it. You're going to move on to the next thing. Exactly. I'm glad that they've taken a step back, like they were putting out quantity over quality, and now they're trying to like reverse that. 
and get it back to like where it was. But yeah, they they put out like way too much stuff for anybody to keep up with, in my opinion. I think I think what happened is a slow moving train. I mean, in hindsight, you can look at it as kind of like an, a business model almost. Like, look, they build you up, and as the business continues to grow, they build you up with these movies and these characters. This is what we're setting out to do. We want to start here and go up like an upside-down triangle, I guess. And they build up, and then they're like, okay, we can either keep this slow pace, like once they get to basically in-game, COVID essentially is a good time period for me. I always think of Disney Plus coming out and COVID and all they were putting out. The train was, everybody, they dumped all this money, and they're like, you know what, The time, I'm not saying it's because of COVID, it's just the time period. They're like, okay, we have to blow this up now and turn it into like a massive brand and not just focus on these characters. Because in reality, there's been so many more characters introduced in the past, you know, let's just say four or five years. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's, to y'all's point, it's so much to take on. Like, you guys are not just making all these characters in like two or three shows. You're doing it in seven shows and you're also putting movies out at the same time. And it's just massive level of like them trying to market out. But how many people will they lose? I don't think that they are growing at the pace that they should be to be putting out all of this content. Exactly. It's getting stagnant for us as people who have watched it for forever. And people more like I'd even say you, John, I'll use you as a reference because I know you genuinely care a lot more than I do too. When I see someone like you and you're not the only person I know like this that's starting to lose interest or be like, I, you know, it's cool and all, but like I do not care about X, X, Y, and Z. Not me exp- exclusively, but all those. Th- when I see those people start to say it, I'm like, you can tell. I don't think they're getting enough new people to f- fill the needs of the people they're losing, if that makes sense, to fill yes. up the slot. That's exactly what it is. Let's go back to 2016, 2015. At that point, they were still introducing – this is right before Endgame and and Infinity War. They were still introducing new characters slowly at that point, very, very slowly. You know, we got – every once in a while, we would get the Black Panther. Every once in a while, we would get Captain Marvel. But they were introducing them very, very slowly. In this newest phase, as they call it, they're introducing new character after new character after a group of new characters, the Eternals, Moon Knight, the new Hawkeye, the female version, Kate Bishop. All these new characters, and it's just like drinking from a fire hose. It really is. I think that they need to not only dial it back like you guys were referring to, but they need to slow their roll with these these new characters. I think that they are going to, and this is only theory at this point, but the new Avengers movie, Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty, come out in 2025 and 2026. The only way they can top themselves at this point from what they did in 2018 and 19 with Endgame and Infinity War is bringing in characters like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Having all those cats on the screen at the same time is going to be epic. Let's just say if I had to bet 100 bucks on if it's going to happen or if it's not going to happen, I would be putting my 100 bucks on the fact that it's going to happen. We already have the writing on the wall. Toby's already come back for the Spider-Man film. Hugh Jackman's coming back in 2024 for the Deadpool 3. Why would they not bring those guys back one last time just to have everyone, literally everyone on screen? I think that they're starting to get to an era in their slate that they've already planned out years before where it's going to be, you know, some of these more fan favorite and old school characters. But yeah, I think that's the X-Men. Yeah, Fantastic Four. Bringing back Deadpool which is still a relatively new character to general audiences, but you know he's still a big-name character. I think that that's what they have to do. They have to find that balance. You've done a pretty good job of making us care about these newer characters, but it's harder to care 
when you give us new character after new character after new character. Have they said who's going to replace, um, was it Kang? They haven't made an announcement on that, and that's something we have talked about on the channel. The guy that plays Kang the Conqueror, in a nutshell, this is kind of what happened. The guy that plays Kane the Conqueror, which was basically going to be the MCU's next Thanos, right? The next Avengers-level threat. And he's already been introduced in a few of the shows and a few of the movies. Well, he recently was arrested on assault allegations. There was a girl that was with him in a cab. It was kind of odd because his attorney came out and said, hey, don't worry about these charges. We have video evidence. We have a statement from the, his girlfriend and, and so many different other things. And this, he made it seem like it was going to go away. Well, here we are two weeks later and nothing has went away yet. I feel like that's a possibility. Disney has not made an official announcement on it yet. So we'll see what happens. I really am rooting for the guy because this guy has literally been in every movie in the past two or three years. You know, he was the villain in Creed 3. He was, uh, you know, going to be Kang in the MCU. Yep. He was in that movie, that war movie called Devotion that came out recently. Lovecraft Country on HBO. Kind of taking over the world as far as Hollywood goes. Yeah, video evidence comes out of him, like, actually hitting the woman or being physical in any way, shape, form. He's not going to be Kang the Conqueror anymore. I heard that so. he was, like, choking her out or something. <laughs> I mean, possibly. I, we don't, that's the thing. We don't know. We haven't seen yeah. proof of any of that yet. I think that that was some of the allegations that was made by the female that was in the car with him. So we don't know for sure yet at this point. But it's kind of unfortunate for Marvel because they have already started to put so much of this planning and universe on his back. And now, you know, it's like a gamble that didn't pay off. I mean, unless everything, you know, if, unless he's proven innocent and all this kind of just falls through the, yeah, the, uh, the cracks. But yeah, as of right, as of a day ago, it's like, uh, someone stated that, you know, Marvel has reached, has gotten in touch with his agent, but nobody has made any decisions as of yet. I can't believe that. I didn't even think about that when I'm, you know, I'm hearing about this story on several different, you know, things that I'm listening to and reading on socials. And I'm like, man, I hope that's not real because that sucks. I was like, that guy is like the new Michael B. He's like about to go right past Michael B. And I love that because I don't like Michael B. Jordan. Not for any personal reasons. I just totally don't like any of his movies. What? Yeah. I mean, I like Creed. I love the Creed movies. And I also like him as Killmonger in uh, Black Panther. <laughs> I don't. I, uh, his performance I, as the I, Killmonger. I the love, movie itself, I didn't love Black Panther, but his performance and spoilers, if you haven't seen Black Panther 2 and 3, 2, 1, but they do bring him back in the second Black Panther for a small cameo. We digress, Shane. That's that's always uh, yes, what we always say. Yes, yes, we digress. <laughs> we definitely so, do. If you guys had to rate this film, on a scale of 1 to 10. I'm sorry, 0 to 10. 0 being awful, unwatchable. I never want to even speak of this movie again. And then 10 being perfect in every way possible. I could watch this movie on a repeat reel over and over again. Where would you guys put it? I'm going to put it pretty high up there. I'm going to I'm going to say an 8, 9 because it, to me, watching movies like that just takes me back to a time where we could watch stuff without having to be super judgmental have to worry about spoilers, seeing what other people think and kind of getting preconceived notions of what to look for. To me, it's a, one of those rewatchable movies. You can watch it over and over. It can just take you back to that time and you can just enjoy it. That's a really good way to look at things. I never thought about it that way, but that's so true. Idiots like me and Shane, we ruin the internet. We ruin people's lives and and they're even the way they look at movies, right, Shane? Yes, absolutely. That's the goal, actually. Mr. Shane, 
if you had to rate this film, what would you give it? As a kid, I loved the movie, obviously, and then you know, got older. Anytime I randomly see it or happen to be paying attention to it, you know, getting caught up here do for doing this, I got really excited because it made me think about how this was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. This specific one, like because we had it on VHS, we didn't have the first one on VHS, we didn't have the third one on VHS, but we had this one. And I definitely, definitely, without a doubt, um, think it's the best Ninja Turtle movies because I've only seen uh, the first three, and I. I thought the first one, I, don't, I haven't seen the first one in for forever. And I haven't seen the third one in probably about five or so years, but the second one was the best one. It holds up better. I like it more, whatever, all that other good stuff. I think the movie gets an eight for me because it was very important to my childhood as well. So I don't think that that movie overall is better than interstellar. I would give interstellar probably an eight or a nine, but I think that it fits in that category because of what it means to me and the fact that it's really a fun movie overall. I'm going to say a solid 7.8. It's just a fun movie to watch. I mean, yeah. if you're in a bad mood, you probably won't be in a bad mood afterwards. I always have to preface my rating by giving a long-winded explanation, but I have every single comic book movie ever ranked in my phone, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10. I rated this film a 6, but that's not a bad thing. The films don't really start getting bad until you get to 4.5 and below on my on my films. But here's the thing. I could not in good conscience, conscience put this film higher than Justice League, the first Justice League, even the Justice League, okay? Yeah. I know some people hate that movie, but I think that it's just a little bit better. Now, my criteria for rating these films is action sequences and choreography, you know, how fun are the fight sequences to watch? the cool moments that we see on screen. And I just couldn't make myself put that higher than Justice League when you have, you know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, some of these epic moments, even though, you know, after another year or so, talk to me again and I might have it higher yeah. <laughs> than Justice League. But a six, a six is a pretty high rating. You know, like I said, it's up there. Actually, I have, I'm sorry, I have it as a 5.5. <laughs> <laughs> But He's, you know, yeah, it, it sucks. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, the kid in me and the kid that watched this movie, I'm not even joking, you guys, probably close to 200 times growing up. Yeah. Would rate this a 10. And, and like Wes was talking about, as soon as I started watching this movie, any time that I watch this movie, it immediately brings me back because it's like a song that you hear when you listen to it a lot in a certain phase in your life. Yeah. It just reminds you of that era, you know, growing up. It is. It, it's, it's like I said, it's my favorite Turtles movie, and I'm not crapping on it by giving it a 5.5. But at the end of the day, when I try to be as objective as possible and rate it against these other films, you know, comparing apples to apples, Shane, you know, at the end of the day, I have to give it a 5.5. But like I said, it's still a good time. And it's one of the few films like this that I can go back and still watch with my wife or, you know, my, even my little girl, and we can still have a good time. Unlike, you know, Superman four, if I try to put Superman four in the, in the, the Blu-ray player, my wife is not sticking around very long, but movies like this, she'll be like, Oh, that's actually kind of funny. This is cool. Let's watch this, you know? So sure. that's yeah. the difference. I definitely uh, I better, I, I better be the first person you, you message whenever you decide to do Superman four quest for peace. Well, I've actually already done that one because I will do it again. <laughs> <laughs> we might. Hey, you know, Wes is like, what? And he closes out <laughs> <laughs> for the longest time. I have been trying to get the guy that played uh, Mark pillow 
on my podcast. I'm sorry, the guy that played Nuclear Man. Uh, his name is Mark Pillow. <laughs> he lives in Houston, Texas, and I think he works at a wine company or something like that. It's not like I've creeped a guy at all or anything like that, Shane. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I respect the due diligence on socials. That's great. I've, I've tried reaching out to him. And, you know, who knows? Maybe this might happen one day, and I've talked about it on the show. I would really love to have him on for an interview. I think it would be really cool and fun to watch and, and fun to do for me. It's one of those films that, like I said, I, it's, it holds a special place in my heart still. And I can be – you know, I put out a short recently that, that – kind of sums up my feelings towards this movie. It's a it's a clip of Nicolas Cage and the guy that plays Mandalorian, Pedro Pascal. You know the clip from that that Cage movie that's kind of viral right now where Pedro looks at Nick Cage and, and he's smiling ear to ear and then, you know, Nicolas Cage just kind of looks at him. He's <laughs> like so not impressed. So I think that that's the perfect representation of me and anyone else that watches that movie with me. I'm loving it. I'm smiling ear to ear because, you know, like I said, it holds a special place in my heart. But no matter who else is watching it with me, being forced to watch it, in other words, is not having it. <laughs> yeah. The Ninja Turtles movie definitely is a staple in people, I guess, a specific generation for sure. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I obviously haven't talked to my parents about the movie in uh, 20 something years, but like I would think that most people our age has seen that movie and they remember those three movies as that movie. I'm not going to even get anecdotal. I just feel like online that movie even seems like it's the one that gets talked about the most and referenced yeah. the most. The Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. I mean, I don't, I don't want to blame it on Vanilla Ice in hindsight by any stretch of the imagination, but it did have Vanilla Ice in it, <laughs> and he was pretty popular at the time. So, like, I guess they, they, the first movie came out, and then that movie came out, and they just dumped a bunch of money into it and crossed their fingers, and it worked out. They had to do it real quick, and they said, "Let's get Vanilla Ice on the movie." <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point too because you you know you ask average person that maybe seen each one of the movies say one time and you say well, what jumps out to you about ninja turtles one really you think about it not really anything it was just a bunch of fighting but casey jones a lot of people yeah will say like what do you think of when you think of ninja turtles 2 oh vanilla ice yeah like go ninja go i mean that just immediately pops in there it's something that pops out and then and then the just size of super shredder too yeah kevin nash aka kevin nash yeah i agree i mean like maybe some view it as something that's kind of goofy and it is kind of goofy but it's a very iconic moment of this film like wes said i mean when people think of this movie they think of ninja rap and the dance far more iconic than any transformers movie Oh, by far. So, sounds like a good movie to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I appreciate you joining me for this episode today. By the way, I know you guys all probably have something you want to plug. So, do you have anything you want to plug, Wes? Other than insurance. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, uh, this is former WWE referee Wes Adams. If you live in Mississippi, Louisiana, or Alabama, and you need some help with your home, auto, or life insurance, feel free to shoot me a message. Find me on Facebook, and we'll be glad to help you out at Brad Day State Farm in Long Beach, Mississippi. That's probably the most legit plug I've ever yeah. had on my show. <laughs> that was That's awesome. awesome. I know you guys are involved with Deviant Behavior Radio. <laughs> <laughs> I, just want, I just want a loop of you going. <laughs> 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 
Shane Smith. I do a podcast, Organic Poison, and I'm also on DeviantBehaviorRadio.com. New episodes of my podcast, Organic Poison, is at 7 p.m. on Tuesdays, only on Deviant Behavior Radio, when then it gets uploaded later. But uh, And then I do a show, Toxic Tunes and Trends, that comes on at 9 p.m. every Thursday. 30 minutes of tunes, 30 minutes of trends, and that's me doing it live. So if you guys want to hear some music, Tune in and tell me what you specifically want to hear. Take your phones out and save the link, deviantbehaviorradio.com. Put that in your phone and save the link. Go check it out. It's playing music all day long. As always, you can find us on TikTok, Instagram, at Real Comic Book Cinema. We're on Facebook. We're on the podcasting realm as well. Spotify, Amazon Music, some of the others, just to name a few. And we're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash comic book cinema. Until next time, have a great day. <laughs>